0: amazing. I heard on the radio yesterday that it was, called, it was called Panic Saturday yesterday. Panic Buying Saturday is what I heard on the radio it was called. And it, it can be stressful trying to, trying to get our families together, trying to find the appropriate gifts, trying to find the funds to give sometimes can be very, very stressful. And you know, the first Christmas was not a breeze either. When you think about the first Christmas, it was full of stress. Just think about it. I you know, I remember Rhonda when she was expecting our children and the stress that just being pregnant brought upon her. You know, uh, all the things that happened. Amen, ladies? Amen. All right, yes. And then let alone uh, of hearing about from the angel how that you're going to have a child, but yet you're engaged to someone, but it won't be their child, but it won't be another man's child, it'll be God's child, and, and you've got to explain that to everybody. Man, that is stress right there, right? It is amazing through Joseph, of course, hearing the words that his wife is expecting their child and it not be his child, he's engaged to her And then the stress of having to deal with that, so much stress that the Bible says that he thought about putting her away, meaning, you know, it was like they were technically uh, like betrothed and so he was going to have to legally separate from her. All of that stress. And so the question is, how do we deal with it? How do we deal with it? I I don't want to just talk about how to deal with the stress through Christmas. I want to talk about how we can deal with stress the rest of our lives. And, and, and we find this that as the angel comes to Mary in the Christmas story in Luke's gospel, chapter 1, as the angel comes and tells Mary all the things that are going to happen to her, it was not like, woohoo, it was like, oh, how is this going to happen? And then at the end of all of her, of all the angel had to say, and her not understanding everything that he was saying and, and was very confused, but at the end of that, she makes a statement. It's a statement found in Luke in 138. And look what it says. It says this. Would you read these first five words out loud with me? Let's say them. You ready? Come on. I am the Lord's servant. I am the Lord's servant. Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. And then the angel left her. I am the Lord's servant. Let's say that phrase again. Ready? Come on. I am the Lord's servant. I am the Lord's servant. No matter what, no no matter if I understand this or not, it doesn't matter, I am the Lord's servant. Whatever you say, Lord, I am willing, I am the Lord's servant. It is that phrase, I think, that right there that that begins to break through the the stress in our lives because when we realize that that we are the Lord's servants, that he's got us no matter what, when we understand that, it changes everything. It changes everything. So today I want to talk to you about how to deal with stress. I want to give you three things right out of the story of the Christmas story from Mary's perspective. I do I just so believe it. Man, I just so believe that God wants to speak today. I just believe that. The first thing I want to share with you is how are we going to deal with stress. Number one, is focus on God's favor. Look what the angel said. So the angels come down and, and begin to tell Mary that she's going to have a child. It's going to be God's son. And all this like, what? <laughs> and me? And then she's like, okay, what? What are you talking about? And look what it says right here. In, in Luke uh, two, 1 and uh, 28, it says this. The angel of the Lord went to her and said, greetings, you who are highly what? Amen. Highly favored. And when I, would you read these next five words? The Lord is with you. Notice that. You who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have what? Found favor with God. Did you hear that? Focus on, if we're going to have less stress in our life, we have to focus on God's favor. Amen. How many of you, how many of you uh had a favorite teacher. Let me see your hand. He had a favorite teacher. Yeah, let me see. Okay, yes. You know why you had a favorite teacher? Because you liked that teacher. And you believed that that teacher liked you. Amen, everybody? Yeah. You believed that they liked you, that you had a favorite teacher because they liked you. And so, you know, matter of fact, they may not have shown you any favoritism, but you realize that they leaned into you, they were interested in you and that they showed you favor and you liked them because they showed you favor. You believe they liked you. Now, right now with Mary having the child of God and carrying Jesus, we would say, yes, of course she's favored by God. I mean, she's got God's son, right? So she should be favored, but what does that have to do with me? Oh, I'm glad you asked that question because I want to answer it for you. Look what the Bible says here in 1 Corinthians 3 and 16. Look at it with me. He says, don't you know. Let's say those three words. Ready? Come on. Don't you know. That means, all right, you need to get this, all right? You need to understand this. Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that his, and what? That God's spirit lives where? Where does God's spirit live? Where does God's Spirit live? In you. Why don't you just say in me? Where does God's Spirit live? In me. Where does God's Spirit live? In me. So, really, as Mary was carrying Jesus, she, ha- she was favored by God. She was highly favored by God. If you are carrying the Spirit of God around inside of you, I would dare to say that you are highly favored by God. Amen, everybody? You need to look at yourself differently. If you're a Christ follower today, you should look at yourself differently and say, I am favored by God because I am carrying the Spirit of God within me. I am the temple of God. Amen, everybody? Yes. You are favored by God. You didn't even know that. I told you it was going to be good today. That's right. You need. To look. I am favored by God, highly favored by God. And that is exactly what we see here. You see, when I'm a follower of Christ, I'm carrying the Spirit of God. And it's the Spirit of God that gives me the favor of God. And then it brings the peace of God. Amen? Amen. And so I don't have to stress as much. That's what Joseph tried when Joseph, remember we talked about Joseph and how it was there when we were talking about him. And we said that it was said that Jesus would be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. Right? Amen? God with us. Emmanuel, God with us. And you see, what we found out is this, is that when you follow Jesus, God's favor follows you. When we follow Jesus, God's favor follows you. You can't help it. It's following you wherever you go. Just like Mary, wherever she went, God was with her. She had the Spirit of, she had the Son of God within her. And wherever you go, if you're a follower of Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you and he's with you wherever you go. Amen, everybody? He's with you. You are favored by God. When you realize that I am favored by God and that I have the presence of God and I have the favor of God, then it should lessen our stress. Amen? If we realize that. But see, no, 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 no. The devil's greatest enemy to your, you is busyness and gets your mind all busy and you're worried about this and you're worried about that. And see, so you forget who you are. See, you can never do what you need to do until you understand who you are. I am favored by God. And he is favored by God. Let me just say this. When you realize that, it takes the stress off. But here's the one thing. You've got to be a follower. God doesn't favor everybody. You understand that? You know, God loves everybody, but he doesn't favor everybody. God loves everybody, but not everybody's going to heaven. That's right. See, just because you're loved by God doesn't mean you have the favor of God. It's only when you begin to lean into God and you follow Jesus as your Savior. And you accept him in li- your life and you follow him. Then that's when the favor of God follows you. It's not automatic. Amen. As Mary said, I am the Lord's servant. Amen? Amen. I am the Lord's servant. Today, before we go any further, the only way that you're ever going to have a Merry Christmas is that you need the favor of God. Hallelujah. I have the favor of God all my life. And I'm not because I'm anybody that have a reverend in front of my name. It's because I am following Jesus. And if you are following Jesus, you have the same favor of God that I have on my life. Amen, everybody? No, no. Just because I'm on this platform does not mean I'm elevated above you in the spiritual. Amen? No, 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 no. God, God hears your prayers just as well as he hears my prayers. Amen? That's why I want you praying for me. (laughs) Amen. If you're not a Christ follower today, I want to invite you to do that. Right now, we're going to stop because it won't be Christmas. You'll miss Christmas. And those that are watching right now, I want everyone in this room just to bow your head right now. And we're going to pray this prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, right now in the name of your Son, Jesus. God, there's people in this room that have separated themselves from you. And so God, today, we ask you, oh Lord, they're asking you, not me. I can't ask you for them, but they're asking right now. They're saying, Dear Lord Jesus, come come into my life and save me. Forgive me of my sins. I'm so sorry for what I have done. Forgive me of my sins and come into my life and save me. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 We give God a hand for those people that <laughs> prayed that prayer. If you prayed that prayer today, many of you did, and many of you online. Would you check this card, this box that I prayed that prayer? And if you're watching online today and you don't have a card, just text us the words or, or message us the words, I prayed that prayer, and we want to send you some information. The second thing I would tell you that we have to do is this. So let's just say, wait, let's, before we go on, let's say those five words that I am the Lord's servant. Let's say them together. Ready? Come on. I am the Lord's servant. Who are you? I am the Lord's servant. Who are you? I am the Lord's servant. I can see some of you going today like to lunch and going, I am the Lord's servant. That's who I am. That's right. If you get that, it changes everything. The second thing I would tell you if we're going to deal with stress is this, is stop stressing yourself by repeating, how can this happen? Stop stressing yourself by saying, how can this happen? Keep repeating that over and over and over. This is the story of Christmas. Look what it says. Mary, the first word that the angel said this to her, look what it says. In Luke 1 and 34, it says, how would this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. <laughs> Hello, everybody. It didn't make any sense to it. She's like, I hear you talking, but listen, ain't nobody touched this. <laughs> nope. Uh-uh, I, I hear you, I, I hear you talking, but no, 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 how can this be? And, 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 and I think that is uh, the natural response that we all have, right? When, when the Lord says something that we can't understand how it's going to happen, we like, well, how can that happen? And if we can't understand it, we can't accept it. And then you know what? And so many times we can just howl our faith right out of us, can't we? Oh, this is this happened, in, this, this was a family. Uh, this this happened in Mary's family tree. It was sort of like a a family practice, I guess, to ask the Lord, how can this be? Because she had a she had an uncle by the name of Zacchaeus and uh, Zachariah, and then she had a an aunt by the name of Elizabeth, and Zachariah and Elizabeth were married. And Zacharias, Zacharias and Luke 1, see, we hear their story before you hear Mary's story. And, and the Bible says that how the Zachariah was a priest, and that means that he would go into the temple and he would pray for people. The people would come in to the, see, they couldn't come inside the sanctuary like you do, so they had to stand outside, and only the priest could enter into the presence of God, and they'd worship outside, and he would come in and burn incense for their and make an offering for their sins. And, and when Zachariah, uh, Mary's uncle, come in to, to make a sacrifice, the Lord spoke to him and said, Zechariah, I want you to know that I have heard your prayers and that uh, your wife, Elizabeth, has been barren. She's not been able to have a child, but she's gonna have a son, and you're gonna name him John. He'll be John the Baptist. And look at his response. Look what he says here. And look what it says in Luke uh, 1 and 18. He says, This Zechariah answered the angel. Would you say that first word out loud? Let's say it. <laughs> <laughs> the angel is talking to the man God has come down right there almighty has come down and the first question he got for God is how <laughs> just like you and just like me how can, can I be sure of this <laughs> in other words I, I don't want to go tell Elizabeth and it not happen how, how, how can I be sure of this? I am an old man and my wife is well along in years. She's an old woman, don't you know that? <laughs> the angel answered, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God and I have been sent to speak to you and tell you this good news. And now you will be silent and not able to speak until this, this day happens because you did not believe my words. which will come true. (laughs) Did you hear that? Whether you believe it or not, will come true at the proper time. Now, this is amazing to me. God had to shut Zach's mouth because Zach was going to howl his faith away. And not only was Zach, Zach was going to howl his faith away, but Zach was also going to howl Liz's faith away. Amen? Amen? Amen. Liz, when he would have come home and said, we're going to have a baby, she would have got excited about that. But God knew that he couldn't trust Zach's mouth. Zach was gone. He started thinking about how, Liz, I know it. He said, we're going to have a baby. I don't know how. Look, you're an old woman. I'm an old man. I don't know how this is going. Yeah, I don't, don't know how. And, and all of a sudden, he would just how 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 all their faith away. I think one of the greatest things that God could do is maybe just shut some of us up. Maybe, maybe we would have a breakthrough in our homes if we quit howling God. Maybe the miracle that we've been praying for would happen if we quit if it away. If Well, if this would happen, if this would happen, I don't know how. I don't know how. I don't know how. I think one of the greatest things that would happen in our country if God would just shut a few mouths and break a few thumbs. Amen. Because today, because today is not just how, what you say, but everybody gets on their social media and, oh, they just let them thumbs go, right? right. So if you wake up tomorrow and you can't move your hands, (laughs) not until this happens, amen? (laughs) Amen. Oh, Arthur might show up tomorrow. (laughs) My God, what happened in hands? And this is so important because, see, when you start how, 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 how? And if you're a practical thinker like me, like there's got to be an ABC, you know, there's got to be a one two three. I, I mean, I've got to have my list. i got to know, okay, how are we going to do this? And i got to know the details. But the one thing, that's not faith. See, if I can figure it out and you can figure it out, then take God. I'm smart enough for that. God's a lot smarter than you and me. Amen? Amen. And so there's something that he just wants, instead of how, he wants to just wow us. Amen. Amen. Wow. And so what I'm trying to tell you is that when you howl yourself to death, what you will begin to do is fear will begin to set in. You'll get afraid because Zach was afraid. He's like, okay, well, how am I going to tell Liz about this, you know, because I'm afraid it won't happen. That's why he said, he said, how can I be sure of this? In other words, give me a sign. And so God said, I'm going to give you a sign. You're going to shut up. And his tongue was not loosed until John was born. And on the eighth day when he said, okay, they give the child his name, when they were about to circumcise him, give a name, and he wrote down his name will be John, all of a sudden his tongue was loosed then after the miracle happened. And what I'm trying to tell you, why? Because you will howl yourself so much that fear will set in. And what fear does is fear turns into worry. What is worry? Worry is a thought about what's not going to happen in your life and how bad things are going to be bad and how it's not going to turn out right and, and how you're going to mess everything up and how God's not going to come through. And all of a sudden you get so worried and worry comes out of your mouth by complaining. Amen. Worry turns in complaining and then complaining does nothing but draining. Complaining is draining. It will drain the life out of your relationship with God. It'll drain the life out of your marriage. It'll drain the life out of your relationship with your parents. It will drain you. Amen will drain you. Complaining is draining. So now we see how, 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 how is this going to happen? And the angel has one answer. The Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The Holy, that's how it's going to happen. The Holy Spirit. And let me just tell you something, the Holy Spirit can do what you can't do and do what I can't do, amen? And listen, whatever you can't figure out the how-to, he's already got the way to, amen? Because he's the way maker, the miracle worker, amen? He's the mighty God. And so what I want you to know is that he's working. You see, you say, "Well, is he working?" Yes, it was the Holy Spirit when 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 Moses took the children of Israel and they were trapped, you know, and they needed to cross the sea. He was the Holy Spirit when Moses reached, reached out that rod. He was the Holy Spirit of God that came and parted the waters. Amen, everybody. It was the Holy Spirit of God that when David went down into the valley to face Goliath, it was the Holy Spirit of God that took took a handkerchief, allowed David to take a handkerchief and a little rock and throw it. It wasn't David that was so accurate with his handkerchief. No, it it was the Holy Spirit of God that got a hold of that rock and made a missile and knocked that Goliath right out. Amen. Amen? It was the Holy Spirit of God that made a donkey talk in the Bible, everybody. It was the Holy Spirit of God that was with you when you... You Was in that accident and, and they thought you was going to die, but it was the Holy Spirit of God that pulled you out. It was the Holy Spirit of God that was with you and your family when you were almost collided with another vehicle that, that would have cost you your life. It was the Holy Spirit of God when that test you had to take it. You didn't know what you was going to do or how you going to pass that test, but the Holy Spirit of God enlightened your mind and you made it through. It was the Holy Spirit of God that brought that spouse your way. It was the Holy Spirit of God that brought that house your way. It was the Holy Spirit. Spirit of God, that's got you through what you've been going through. It's the Holy Spirit of God, Amen. It's the Holy Spirit. It's not by might nor by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord. You're not smart enough. You're not bright enough. But God knows everything. He's got you, Amen. It's the Holy Spirit of God. It's the Holy Spirit of God. Who are you, everybody? Who are you? I am the Lord's servant. Who are you? I am the Lord's servant. Who are you? I am the Lord's servant that is favored by God, has the Holy Spirit of God. Don't mess with me because you're messing with God. Oh, can't touch this. Da-da-da-da-da. It's, I'm serious. You got to understand. We are favored by God. Never count us out. Amen. For nothing is impossible with God, what the angel said. How is this going to be? How, 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 how? Quit howling and just say the Holy Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit of God. I have the next step for you. This is a bold one. You know, I said this to you back, I think maybe in November. They said this. I will pray about what I am tempted to complain about. I hope you'll check that box. So let's check that box. And you know what I do every night? Every night I write my, on my journal, I'll just write a note that says, I am not a complainer. Because I've got to be reminded because my natures go right back into yak, yak, yak. How, how, how? How about you? Am I the only one? No. So maybe you want to get you a little notebook out. Every night and write, I am not a complainer. Because I'm trusting the Holy Spirit of God. Amen? Amen? And by the way, you'll never feel good about anybody you're complaining about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially the Lord. Number three. Before we give that to you, I want to ask you who you are. Who are you? I am servant. Who are you? I am, servant. I am the Lord's servant. That's who I am. Number three is surrender your fear to God's love. I struggle with this point because, uh, you know, when I say surrender your fears to God's love, that sounds so God's love. That sounds so foo-foo. I don't know how to say that. Doesn't it it sound a little bit like, oh yeah, surrender to God's love. No, 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 no. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? I don't know how to say it. Maybe a little feminine, you know, maybe a little, no, 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 no. God's love is tough. (laughs) Look what Mary said again, uh, the verse we started out with, Luke 1 and 38. Look, here we go. Let's just read it together. You ready? Come on. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. Why was Mary chosen? Mary was chosen for her love for God. Now, Mary's love for God was exposed by her trust in God. There's a, see, that's the word we should use right there. Because it was her trust in God that revealed her love for God. You see what I'm talking about? Somewhere God saw that this lady, this young lady Loved him because she trusted him. Yes. You can never, ever, ever, ever love until you have trust. Right. Amen, everybody? Right. Amen. If there's no trust, there's no love. It just can't grow in that environment. The Bible says it this way in 1 John 4 and 18. It says it like this. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out what, Everybody fear. Because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect, be- perfect in love. Fear is the enemy of love. How, 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 breeds fear. And fear is the enemy of love. It's amazing to me, like in Rhonda, we've been married 34 years. We got married when we were six. <laughs> It's amazing to me how that any time in our relationship, if I felt like that Rhonda was uh, going to take advantage of me, do something that would not be for my good, every time it was like putting up this between us. Right. I could talk to her. You know, I could say anything I wanted. She could say anything she wanted me. I could hear her. But somehow there was something between us. And this is exactly what fear does because it was breeding fear that she's going to do something. She's going to do something that's harmful to me. She doesn't have my best interest. And any time those thoughts come, it was like having this right between us. And the same thing with us in our relationship with God. Fear is just like black cloth, black towel, dark and says, you can't trust God. It's amazing to me that would say on the one side, I could stand on the other side of this tower and say, I love you, but yet at the same time, not trust you. And that is exactly what the enemy wants to do in our lives. Let me ask you one more time, everybody. Who are you? I am the Lord's servant. servant. Mary was saying, I will go through the university of adversity because I am the Lord's servant. You see, when I said that we, she was favored by God, I did not mean that everything in her life was gonna be easy. And because you're favored by God, I want you to know that everything in your life is not going to be easy. Amen, Amen everybody? Amen. When we go through a struggle, we think, well, God's favor is not with me. Oh, yes it is, it was God's favor that took you through that. You see, Mary, Mary, when she said, I, I am a servant of God, I am a servant of God, I am a servant of God, you know, not only did she say that when she gave birth to Jesus, but also to her husband Joseph, who died at a very early age, she walked through that funeral, and the same thing I believe Mary was saying, is that I am a servant of God. I am the Lord's servant. I am the Lord's servant. I am the Lord's servant. And when she, when she, watched, her, when she watched her son at 30 years of age begin to take his earthly ministry, and, and she watched him at 33, that when he died on a cruel cross, a mother's heart was bleeding and trusting God. And the whole time she had to continue to say that I am the servant of God. I am the Lord's servant. I am the Lord's servant. I am the Lord's servant. Because it was hard. And I want you to understand something. That you can have the favor of God and still go through difficult times. But what was Mary was saying when she said, I am the Lord's servant. What she was saying was this. She's saying that I trust you enough. I trust you enough that I'm willing to go through this to believing that in the end, that whatever I may go through the bad times that you will turn it for my good. Whatever it is that the Lord will turn it for my good. See, that's when you begin to trust God. That's why why we should look at every situation of life and say, I don't understand it. I don't know why. I don't know why. You know, this week we buried a man who was 59 years old, had a massive heart attack. I don't know why. Yesterday, another funeral of a 51-year-old man. And tomorrow I have another one so many whys Yesterday I was at the funeral and there was a young lady that her dad had passed away So unfair Her mother passed away When she was 10 years old and now her dad when she's 30 I don't have I don't know why Mary didn't have all the whys but she just believed that in the end that God would use it for the good. Okay. And my friend, that's the secret to stress life, is defeating stress, is understanding that that I am the Lord's servant. Yes. And whatever I, whatever I have to go through, whatever life brings my way, that I do believe that in the end, it will be for my good. Yes. Amen. And that will go with that spirit. I have a question for you today. My question is this. What is it that you're standing on the backside of and you're saying, Lord, I love you. I thank you that you're my God. But the reality is that you don't trust him with this. And there's too many hows that's in your way. And this fear that you have is between you and God. And today, even though you're saying with your mouth, I love you, But in your hearts, you know, you don't trust him. Today's the day that we talk about that. And this Christmas, I'm asking you to give yourself the gift of faith with that area that you have been holding from God. Stop howling and just turn it over and let the Holy Spirit do what you can't do. Some of you have been laying awake at night worrying about this. Turn it over to the Holy Spirit. I am the Lord's servant. Who are you? I am the Lord's Who are you? I am the Lord's servant. I am the Lord's servant. Would you stand with me now? What fear are you placing between you and the Lord? That's the question. And the second question is this. Is will you? Will you? Will you? Will you give it to Him today? I've asked the team to come and sing this song called, I Surrender All. It's an old hymn. Today I'm asking you to do that. I'm asking you to drop the towel and let the Lord see that and give it to Him. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message.